This morning, I want to ask the question to begin with, what do we want for our children? What's some of the biggest goals or, or wishes that we have for our children? Um, even if you don't have children, you know, maybe you have uh, some, some kids in the congregation that come up to you and, and give you a hug and, and tell you they love, you, love you and, and you interact with them. We all love each other uh, the way we do. But uh, for our children, what, is it, what are some of the things that we want for our children? Yes, Steve. That, that's a good one. Eric? Want them to make it to heaven. That's a very good aspect. Anything else? Kind. Kind people. Absolutely. Happy and healthy. Now, that, that is a very, very good one there, uh, Glenn. Finding another, another uh, Christian to marry, uh, someone to help them on their path to heaven. Uh, anything else? I mean, these are all great, very good. I think we've pretty much covered the, the basis there, but yes, very good, very good. <clears throat> so as we think about all these things, uh, you know, wanting them to, to make it to heaven, wanting them to have a, a better life uh, than what we might have had, wanting them to, to be um, uh, kind, wanting them to, to have a, another partner to, to, that they marry to, um, to help them on their path, on their Christian walk as they strive to get to heaven. Uh, what are some of the things, what are the things that they what do we need to do to get them there? Thank you, Janice. Uh, leading by example. Absolutely. So we've got leading by example, teaching them uh, more you know, God's word in a sense. Absolutely. And to go along with that, I mean, man, it'd be nice if they all came with their own specific instructions, right? You know, like, you know, you might go out and just relating this to a car because I, I know a little bit. And I mean, uh, where's she at? Katie. She, uh, well, she must be, okay, she, she told me that she knows you know, a lot about cars now, too. I mean, she was telling me, I'm, I'm proud of her. I, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that don't know that. <laughs> but, um, but no, going back to, to teaching them the uh, different aspects, you know, it'd be nice if they all came with an instruction manual, because, you know, you might buy a, a, a Chevrolet and, and to be able to, set the cruise control, it's a certain way. You go over and you buy a Mercedes, it might be a totally different way to set the cruise control, you know. So, I mean, they, they all have a different set, and anybody that's got kids, you, you know that. You've seen how that they all are a little different. You know, you can look at this one and just stare at them a certain way. I mean, man, they'll break down like that. And another one, man, you just got to really put the – Put the uh, paddle to them to, to get them to listen. Um, but anyhow, uh, yes, Julie. Is it okay to say no? Absolutely. I think the, the, the main thing that we're trying to get at is that we do have to teach them. We have to instill these values. We have to, to really get them to, to learn, to have that. Uh, I was going to say this uh, later on, but I'm going to. I want to say it now. Ultimately, 
I heard this many years ago, and I can't remember who it was that I heard it from. <clears throat> but they had made, it was a, a, I guess you, I think it was a parenting class of some sort. But they had made mention of how that as, as we try to teach our children to make sure that they have a love for God in their heart. And that is the main key. And that's what I've tried to, to, to put in our kids is, is to have a love for God in their heart. I mean, you can teach them you know, all the commandments in the Bible. You can teach them uh, uh, how they should live their life. But if they don't have that love for God in their heart, then they're not going to really want to follow that. And they might act like it while they're with you because they know that's how you want them to act. But if they don't have that love for God, then, then, uh, then it's just an act at that point. But anyhow, getting back to what I'm trying to get at here is that we have to teach them. Um, my, my topic for today is, is renewing our dedication, our devotion to our family. You know, our, our class is on renewing your spiritual life, and part of renewing our spiritual life is going to be renewing our dedication or our uh, commitment to our family, because when doing that, we're going to renew our spiritual life by try, striving to at least teach those that are in our family. Um, so any thoughts or comments before I continue on, on what we've already talked about? Good. Hitting it hard, good day. Um, so, just out of curiosity, what do y'all think? Uh, in today's children, what do you think they're learning their values from? I mean, maybe not necessarily our children. And I mean, some of them might be, as if we're not striving to teach them at home. Uh, but where do you think a lot of children are learning their values from today? Social media, actors, uh, performers, yeah. Peers, absolutely. I, man, I tell you, that's probably one of the biggest things that they have is is the, their peers, the ones around them. And if they're not surrounding themselves around, you know, good people, I know. So, uh, I've heard a few people say this. I think Jeremy and Jeff both have made mention of this. Um, you, know, the people around you are going to make you who you are, pretty much. You know, your friends, um, and and I. I think everybody has their own way of, of saying it, but when Kelly was graduating, or graduating, uh, moving on from middle school, the principal there had made a, a comment um, as far as being careful on who their friends are when they move on to high school, and she said, you tell me the uh, your five closest friends, you take an average of that, and that's who you're going to end up being like and so that's um, like I said I think Jeremy had had it a little differently and uh, I can't remember how uh, Jeff had worded I think it was pretty similar but I thought that was I mean man that that just really hit me I was like man that's you know it's pretty accurate if you go back and think about your life and how you might have been in high school what have you anything else as far as values where they're learning their values from so if we got you know social media uh, their friends, um, uh, performance, uh, entertainers, actors, uh, what have you. And I mean, man, <laughs> probably don't. Yeah, if you hear anything about what they do, you know, we don't want we want them learning their values from somewhere definitely different than than the entertainment inter- industry. Man, 
Um, well, just to kind of remind us a little bit of what we talked about last week. Last week, we had uh, talked about, and I, and I don't, if I remember right, I didn't discuss this last week, but uh, the Shema. Does anybody know what the Shema is? I see Jim shaking his head. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses uh, 4 and 5, <clears throat> which is what we discussed last week, um, is called the Shema, or it's often called the Shema. And the reason why is because it's a, Shema is a Hebrew word that means here. Uh, and I want to say it was active Jews. I'm, I was remembering reading this out of the book, but also saw it in the commentary as I was reading it. Um, yeah, many devout Jews uh, still recite this uh, on a daily basis. So it's something that they they look at and they and they continue to to recite and remember, and it's something good for us to remember as well. But it had made reference to how that the Lord is our God and He is one. There isn't but one. It had made, and then in the next verse, it had made mention how that we need to uh, uh, follow the Lord thy God with all of our heart with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. And we talked about that a good bit last week as far as what was involved with the heart and the soul and the strength. Well, if we continue to read on just after that, uh, starting in verse 6 in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Actually, I'm not going to read it. Somebody else wants to read Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. That's what we're going to focus more on today. All right. So what is this passage talking about? What are we doing? I mean, keep in mind, we just talked about you know, how that the Lord thy God, he is our God, he is one, there isn't but one, and how that we should love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all thy strength. And here it is right after that. What does it say and what we should do with these? Teach them to our kids. So we might have, you know, Children in the world might have several different influences, several different where, uh, places where they're getting their values from. But here in Deuteronomy, we're being taught that they should be getting our values from the home, from us. Um, now, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, not Deuteronomy, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, where is this responsibility being laid on? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. Who's, who's being in charge of this? Fathers. Exactly. Uh, do you have the verse open there, Karen? I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Going for, well, that's good, though. You've gotten it from memory. Uh, who has it open there? I don't even have it open. Me. Right. Can you read that for us? All right. So it says fathers uh, to do this, and it's Fathers to, to uh, not to make them angry, but yet to teach them uh, to, to be the one that, that, that sets the example, to, to go out and to lead and teach them the things that God wants us to do. And now, I mean, does that mean that, that the mothers are completely out? Absolutely. Uh, and she said a lot there, but she, she, to begin with, she says that, 
Yes, the mother should be in sync, that the father should, should start it. He should set everything in motion, set the, the way it should go. But once again, I mean, if you got dad saying this and mom saying this, you know, and they're going in two opposite ways, you know, the children obviously are not going to know what to do. So once again, if we combine each other and continue to follow <clears throat> the way we should, then yes, the mother is a big portion of that as well, uh, showing that they are uh, committed to it as, just as the father is. The primary function or the primary uh, uh, part that the that children should get their va- values from is going to be from the parents. Uh, it's, it's not uh, the, the church's responsibility, although I hope that they add into that, that they continue to add to what's being taught at home. It's not the school's responsibility uh, or any other uh, babysitting responsibility, as uh, Jeff pointed out. I like that that um, uh, illustration there that, that you painted for us. It, it's not any of those responsibilities. It's the parents' responsibility more so on the father than it is the mother, but it's the parents together uh, in responsibility uh, to how that is being done. Um, why would this not be done? If it's, you know, what could cause us to, to get in our ways of, of this being done as far as us teaching our children? What can be some, some set, uh, distractions? Okay. It can be anything, but uh, a good one for today's uh, society be work. Anything else that somebody might? Jim? Okay. If both parents don't have an commi- equal commitment? Um, these are all things that's getting in the way or might not be allowing these things to be taught the way they should. Well, uh, did you have something? I thought I saw your hand. I'm sorry. <coughs> um, to go along with this, though, when we look at the passage that we just got done reading from, in, in verse 7 it says, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit, uh, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, let's look at that a little bit more specifically. All right, when we sit down, what are we referring to? When we sit in your house, uh, what what are we talking about? At, at meal time, when we sit down, or what have you? When we're uh, even if it's just when we're, I mean, I think specifically here it's referring to you know sitting down at, at meal time here. Uh, but even if we're just sitting around playing a game, you know, teaching to them, uh, walk along the roadside. Roadside. What's? Did you say something? Traveling. Traveling. Yeah, there we go. No. I like it, Janice. I like your new, new uh, aspect here. <laughs> um. So when we're traveling, when we're going around. Um, Maybe we're just in the store, in the grocery store, uh, walking around. Uh, what about when we lie down? That should be an easy one. Press before we go to bed. And rise up. When we wake up, that's right. <clears throat> Basically, the, the, what we're trying to get at here, and I just wanted to make sure that we point out each aspect that it talks about here in verse 7, is every point in our life each day. 
when we wake up, when we sit down to eat, when we're traveling, when we're going somewhere, whether we're taking them to school. I, Jim, I remember Jim saying something. Uh, I can't remember if it was in a class or if it was in a sermon. He had made reference to uh, when he would take the, his kids to school, he would remind them, uh, let's see, see if I can get it right, who you are, what you are, and where you're going. Uh, and that's, that's exactly the point. You know, when he was dropping them off to school, he was reminding them, who are you, what are you, and where are you going? You know, once again, that, that aspect of teaching them uh, when you're traveling, when you're going around. Uh, and, and when you're going to sleep, you know, every aspect of, the, of your life, you should be striving to teach them. Verses 8 and 9 continues on this thought as far as while you're doing these things throughout your everyday life, this is how. Uh, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You're, no matter what, I don't care how it is, I don't care what extreme measure you have to take, teach it to them. Learn it. Absolutely. So we need ourselves to, to if we don't have it anymore, to get back the wonder of God. Sometimes our, as we get older, our intellect will... We'll try to, well, y'all's intellect, I, I, mine doesn't get that, that high. But uh, the, our intellect, though, in general, uh, will sometimes push aside uh, the wonder of God, is what Julie's reminding us there. And so as we strive to get back, if we have lost it, if not, to, to regain it or to strengthen the wonder of God, uh, how he has created everything, every little thing, even when we look at just the, the lilies of the field, um, then we can strive to, to put that in our child's heart as well uh, as we strive to teach them the, uh, the ways of God. And getting, going, you know, kind of getting full circle here, but going back to what uh, Eric had, had pointed out for us at the beginning was that all of this, because if we love our children, if we truly love them, we want to take them to heaven with us. And in order for us to be able to take them to heaven with us, we need to teach them these things. And we need to, to continue to, to push them in this. Uh, not necessarily try to force their hand at it, but once again, if we put that love of God in their heart and strive to tell them, you know, um, I've, I don't always do this as good as I want. I try to, whenever I'm, I'm teaching one of the kids, you know, why it's wrong to do this, whatever it may be, that I, I try to point out, well, it's not just because I said this. It's because God said this. And if you, and another point that I try to get them to understand is that don't worry about pleasing me. Worry about pleasing God. Because if you're pleasing God, I guarantee you, you're going to please me. Absolutely. I appreciate you bringing that. I meant to bring that out earlier in this class than I have, but I, and I do appreciate you bringing that out. But yes, very much so. We can teach and preach all we want, but if we're living a different life than what we are preaching and teaching, it's never going to sink in because 
everyone sees it. I mean, your kids definitely, other people uh, that you might work with, whatever, they're going to see it as well. So we definitely need to be, live by example as well. And that was something else that the book had brought out. Like I said, I had meant to bring that out earlier, but I just got so tied up in, in the teaching aspect that I forget. And as we've pointed out before or earlier, church attendance isn't just isn't going to allow that, that your children or you, for that matter, to get to heaven. It's a lifestyle. It's that that example that that we need to live that life of that we're trying to teach. Absolutely. A very good point to point out as well, Mike, because, I mean, regardless of how we, we do it, we might have done everything exactly the way it should have been done, but it's still up to that particular child to make the decision. Jeremy? I'm pretty sure it was Jim that I heard the first time make mention of this. Love isn't just a feeling. It isn't just... You know, butterflies in your heart, it's a decision, it's a commitment, it's something that you show, it's not just something that you say. All right, well, if there's no other thoughts or comments, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you very much.